0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A.N.G.I. dot com.
1: Hey, Brendo, Steve here and Lars and welcome back to our final for now review of Dark Side of the Ring. Hope it'll come back for season three at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, this is the last episode of season one, Is the, the fabulous Mula episode, yeah. Um, and uh, it was a pretty heavy one, obviously. She's a very controversial figure. Uh, a couple of years ago, and they referenced this in the episode, uh, the WWE tried to name uh, their WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal after her, and then there was, uh, you know, as happens these days on the internet, uh, you know, some pushback. When the full width and breadth of her career, all the bad bits sort of come to light. And they're like, no, no, don't honor this person because she she was kind of an asshole. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, sponsors caught wind of that WWE pulled out of that particular uh, situation. Instead of renaming it after somebody maybe deserving, uh, they they, they just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle
2: Royal. And they use that 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 controversy as kind of the framing device mm-hmm. for this particular episode because it starts out with people, by and large, uh, praising Mula. Um, you know, uh, talking about the impact she had on the world of professional wrestling, which all led to the point uh, to the point of this Battle Royal being named in her honor. But then, hold on. But the way they kind, of, they kind of portrayed it in this, it was like once that happens and the floodgates kind of opened, mm-hmm. um, the article about uh, sweet Georgia Brown is from 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. This isn't exactly, you know,
1: new allegations. This is stuff that had been floating around for a while. Well, as is the norm these days, it, 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 it's funny because the first time this happened, I don't think there's much argument on this, was Hannibal Burris and Bill Cosby. Um, when uh, when his stage act, his comedy routine, he started talking about you know yeah if you if you Google Bill Cosby and something else like sex assault or something like textual assault or something like that he's like this guy was totally roofing people like from like decades ago and it's just out there and anybody can read this stuff but sometimes it takes a, a triggering moment and oh, definitely and with the with these days I mean that's. The whole uh, controversy surrounding the idea of cancel culture, which is something that I don't really. I, the, 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 dubbing it a term, cancel culture, makes it sort of a, a binary issue, a black or white thing, when I think that there are definitely levels to this idea of accountability in the day and a in the the social media day and age, which Mm -hmm. is what it is. It's hey, this happened. Why did this person never face any consequences for it? Mm -hmm. And then it it just it snowballs. And that's basically Mm -hmm. what cancel culture is. Mm -hmm. And there are varying degrees of it. Um, And this is a perfect example of that. Yes. The article back in 2006, I'm sure even preceding that there were probably rumblings of it um, Mm -hmm. out and about in the world. this is a this is a very complex thing, and I, in fact, I think that the episode itself was, in my opinion, when I saw this, the most fully realized and and even though it was dealing with an issue with Fabulous Moolah's history that is honestly so complex, and there it, there's a lot of gray areas here, and it, it hits to many many different issues, but this is, this episode in particular the production of it, the direction of it, I thought was so fully formed and mm-hmm. well thought out, even down to, I thought it was so brilliant. There were two specific instances that they added, uh, the, in one point, uh, Princess Victoria, one of uh, Mula's, uh, 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 uh students, I guess, if you will, and, uh, and her daughter had to keep their barking dogs from mm-hmm. interfering with their interviews. And I was like, holy crap, what a loaded metaphor that they not just went. They, they didn't just go to that once. They went to it twice. And I was like, that is such a loaded metaphor right there that it was mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. I was like, man, they really know what they have right here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's it sort of to me, the, 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 the episode largely spoke to the concept of can you separate the artist from the art And how difficult that can be, especially now. Um, I mean, you can go back to even, uh, you know, uh, uh, Roman Polanski and, you know, the allegations against him. uh, And 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 the fact that the man, by and large, was a a pretty brilliant artist. I mean, you can go back any number of high profile, very successful, creative minds are assholes. And and as. Uh, a, a person who consumes art in its various uh, platforms, I guess, uh, you have to square that as the individual. Mm-hmm. Do, do I respect Mula's legacy for for women's wrestling? Uh, even though she's an asshole, as Princess Victoria also said, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do think that Wendy Richter, in my opinion, had probably the most definitive statement. Yeah, she did a lot for women's wrestling, but she also held it back for decades. Yeah,
2: and I think that's the thing, too, is is you, you bring up the analogy of, of, of other artists, separating the art from who they are as a person. The one thing that kind of s- puts Moolah in a different category than a lot of the other examples is not only was she uh, involved in that particular art form, uh, she was more or less in control of her aspect of that art form. Mm-hmm. You can't really say that Uh, Another example doesn't actually pop to mind uh, instantly of someone who not only was involved in a particular storytelling form, they were in control of that particular aspect. She was in control of, by by and large, of women's wrestling for the better
1: part of 30 years. When Jim Cornette says, before Moolah, uh, women were banned from wrestling in Madison Square Garden, Mm -hmm. and then she was the person who broke down that barrier... But then nobody else could because she kept a stranglehold on it. So, yeah. like, yeah. how much you, you do that? That it's a valid question. How much can you really say that she advanced women's wrestling if she was the lone beneficiary for
2: decades?
1: Yeah, yeah. of that. Um, yeah, I mean she she owned
2: the championship. Yeah, she owned that.
1: Yeah, yeah. She the, literally the, the women's owned
2: women's she wrestling. She owned it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and, and that's one of the things in in this episode. They go over quite a bit. Uh, you know, like, uh, I, I believe, I think it was Princess Victoria was talking about how she was trying to get uh, inv- get into business. You know, the promoter she was working with was like, we can't get you any bookings. You got to go to Moolah. Mm-hmm. So she goes there and it's $300 a month, I believe, mm-hmm. for the school. Plus room and board. You got to pay rent while you're there because you got to live on her compound. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. And uh. And you got to share a room or you share a unit, an apartment, with uh three other women. Mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, I believe it was Princess Victoria was talking about how so per month is twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, that was Princess Victoria in the eighties. Yeah. Which is a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. And you know the the like the official terms of the deal was she was going to take twenty five percent of the money she got through the booking she made for you but that was assuming
1: like the number reported to you (laughs) was accurate yeah mula Um, got her hands on the pay on the payout first and then she gave you whatever she decided 75 percent was (laughs) exactly and it's interesting they go back to when she broke into the business
2: and how how was his name billy wolf i want to say was uh mildred uh burke's yeah, Billy Who's, Wolf and Mildred you know, Burke, yeah. Yeah, who was a top star of of like the 30s, 40s and 50s, in women's wrestling like main eventing shows. Mm-hmm. Um and how, you know, there was a very particular system in play there. And <laughs> yeah, describe, did not de-
1: describe this system, Larson. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so I'll do it for you cuz I know uh, you're a bit squeamish on this particular subject. Uh yeah, the system in place was uh you want to get a booking uh, through Mildred B- B- Burke and Billy Wolf. you got to sleep with Billy Wolf <laughs> essentially yes. yeah and so Mula didn't want to play
2: ball with that but it's interesting that rather than <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there was you know uh, you know all sorts of crazy financial aspects of it too where I'm sure he you know uh, he would make your bookings, he would take a significant cut uh, of your money uh, even of what was actually reported to you. Um, it's interesting that Mula is saying no to that system. When Billy Wolf was uh, the head of it, rather than saying, okay, I don't want to take the same, a similar approach. I want to do something different to this benefit of women everywhere. So they have to do this stuff.
1: Instead, she kind of instilled her own system where she was just beneficiary of all that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She basically took that system and instead of saying, hey, it'd be great to make some changes to this. uh, No, she said, I want to do that but I want to be the Mildred Burke. So I'm just going to find this guy, Buddy Lee, and it's mm-hmm. going to be basically the same exact thing. The most serious allegation that Moolah had against her, they dive into, is uh, with uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, who was um, an African-American wrestler, uh, I believe the first in South Carolina? Mm-hmm. I believe that's what, what her uh, son said, yeah. And she was uh, wrestling under Moolah as uh, one of her students, and then, of course, one of the wrestlers in her you know. Uh, 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 stable, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and you know, they they interview both uh, Sweet Georgia Brown's daughter and son, and uh, they talk about that. He specifically talks about, you know, I I had heard about all this stuff about Mula. I went to go visit her because I was on a journey to find out who my dad was because they didn't they didn't know. All they knew was that you know they were always. They they felt a lot of the heat of being um, biracial because they were half white, and and so he wanted to know the sto- his his own story, and so he went to go visit uh, Mula, and he said she was a perfectly kind person and a very nice person, and he didn't see any of the sinister i mean you know people are very complex they can be assholes and they could be very nice at the same time and it's the same person you know
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
1: but you know speaking from his own experience he was like she was very kind and i asked about my dad and she went over to the wall and she pointed at, at buddy lee at her husband and uh and this idea that you know that's where that's that was my dad and so it is difficult. I mean, the, the, the allegation that she basically pimped out her wrestlers um, to promoters around the country is a very serious one. And it's it's dark. It's as dark mm-hmm. as it can get. And that alone should preclude her, you would think, from being celebrated. Um, yeah. I mean, it, in my opinion, it kind of does, you know, uh, along with the fact that, yeah, she sort of held what women's wrestling at. If she was... I don't know, man. I don't know if my opinion would change if she was on one hand uh, pimping out her wrestlers and on the other hand, elevating those wrestlers. But like they didn't. She doesn't even get the benefit of that doubt. (laughs) Like, you know, um, so it like I said, it's a very complex thing because then you have at the at the end of the episode, um, Princess Victoria saying, you know, if she needs even if she was an asshole, she needs to be celebrated because of her legacy And if you call her a pimp, you're making me you're calling me a prostitute. And I I, without trying to disrespect her point of view, because I think that needs to be validated. Mm -hmm. I do find her premise to be faulty because it's like, no, you're you're not a prostitute. You'd be a victim in that case. You know, I mean, not every not every sex trafficker has their uh, their. They're uh, uh, they're victims, you know. Uh, they're not consensual relationships. I know some are, but you know, in this case, definitely th- wouldn't be. Well, there's got to be some gray area there. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. They I mean they they talked about with Sweet Georgia Brown. They talked about you know basically what seemed like you know just drugging them up and mm. then having them sleep with them, but not being there to understand the actual dynamic and having other wrestlers speak up on her behalf. It's the kind of thing where it's like, well, this seems like a really wrecked situation, but it is difficult to make like a clear judgment call. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, I mean, and, and I, I don't think the documentary, I don't think this episode of the dark side necessarily serves to try to make that determination it Absolutely does, not, yeah. it, it gives you a lot of, as much information seemingly as, as they're yeah, able it, to it, fit it, into the narrative.
2: It's, it's, it's pretty much, here's the viewpoints, um, and then you have to uh, uh, consider them and make your own determination, determination about what Mula's legacy is at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's definitely going to be up to the individual, because you had uh, some, a couple of her former students who were who were defending her you had several of her former students who had a variety of allegations against her mm-hmm. um everybody seems credible mm-hmm. yeah as presented here yeah so you just gotta and it, it, it could be a situation where it's all kind of the truth people are really complex you
1: yeah know? And that, that was my, that was my thing. Cause you would text me about the, the final statement from princess Victoria. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, when you're watching this, keep an eye out for this. Cause it's interesting to me. And we talked about it a little bit off camera, but like, yeah, I think my point of view on that was simply like the, to, to, to be a wrestler in the first place, I think. And the one thing that I did see with all of the wrestlers presented is that they're, they are women of pride and people of, of pride, people who have pride, I'm not sure, and I'm not as I, I told you this. Obviously, I, I don't have a degree in psychology, so I, you know, I don't know this exactly. No, I know your degrees in. I know your degrees in. It's not psychology. <laughs> Thank you. You could vouch for me. Yes, but I do suspect that there is an element of hey, I don't want to. I'm not a victim. I don't want to be painted as a victim. And when she says that, when she says she should be respected, when you call her a pimp, you are call me a prostitute, and that that pains me. That's her, in my opinion, saying, I'm nobody's victim. All right. I made choices. And to her credit, like she made that choice. She, I was, she, when she was, when Mula attempted to pimp her out, she said no. She chased the guy off and then went to Mula. Mula was like, why didn't you sleep with that guy? Well, I, no, because I didn't want to. And then Mula kicked her out and she left. And so that was, that was was all after, all that happened after
2: uh, Princess Victoria broke her neck.
1: Exactly and then Moolah tells like the other students. Later, yeah.
2: Well, like a month after that happens, uh, or maybe even sooner, Moolah gets her in the ring and says, Start taking bumps. Yeah. Yeah. See how it feels. And this apparently went on for months. Mm-hmm. And uh, Princess Victoria says like every time she took a bump, she felt like something was exploding. Yeah. In her.
1: Yeah.
0: God damn.
1: Um so so yeah, I don't know. It it's it's a very it, it is to me the most interesting episode because it does present so many different sides. Yeah. Um uh, obviously, this is the point in the episode where I say uh, I'd like to know the friendos, what they think in the comments below. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that that was interesting. I thought the Wendy Richter stuff was all very interesting. Yeah. Her point of view is interesting, yeah. and talk about another strong figure, somebody who stood up to Vince McMahon even to the degree that hey, she ran, she she left wrestling because of it. She wasn't willing to back down and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm f- even though I'm one of the featured attractions here, even though your women's division seemingly. Is built exclusively around two people, me and Mula, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like nobody else in the division. <laughs> um, she says I'm worth more than what you're paying me, and he yeah. said, "No, you're gonna drop the title," <clears throat> and and he has uh, uh, her drop it to to Mula in what could be suspicious. I mean, I know everybody calls that the original screw job, yeah. But the, you know the, the the fact that Princess Victoria, because I was thinking this when she when they were like, "Did you know that was." Uh, Mula under there and she was like no and then Princess Victoria was like how did she not know the, the between
2: Wendy Richter saying that I believe the question being asked of Princess Victoria did you know it was Mula?" there's a shot of Mula in the, the spider woman disguise walking around the ring and I don't know if this was added in post or this was actually from the footage it sounded like there was Mula chance. <laughs>
1: oh that I didn't even notice oh that's funny yeah. So I, I again, I don't know. I, I I don't you know, it's it's hard to to think it's like, well, there are two people in the women's division. Uh, there's a masked wrestler in this uh, ring. I just had a dispute with Vince. Well, she <laughs> saw she saw Moolah in the building earlier that day, too. Yeah, right. Like, how would she not know?
2: Like you've worked. And, you know, she said earlier. Yeah. Like the last several months worked with Moolah, just me and Moolah yeah. every night on yeah. the road. You'd think you'd know that person. It's like Clark and Kent. Also and also, it's Superman. interesting. You know, I'm not going to say it, it, Wendy Richter could be 100% correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the reaction she has when Mula takes the mask off, she goes after her, she grabs her hair and starts hitting her with forearms. They look like worked
1: forearms, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's totally. what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That, 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 I'll just put it this way. To me personally, there's a big question mark there. <laughs> um in any event that led to her leaving and uh and and I mean basically wrestling at that point. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought her story was interesting and her final I mean her, her final analysis on on on, on Moolah was pretty interesting. They asked, Hey, have you seen this match back? She's like, No, I don't have to. Like I, I lived it. Um she said yeah. the, the bee is dead. Um mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I thought one person that sort of I felt the uh, would have been interesting if they could have added a little bit more to the narrative was Mula's daughter. I honestly mm-hmm. like she's sort of the one person who I don't really recall her saying much of anything of consequence uh, beyond adding perhaps a personal level to it. It's like, OK, well, at the very least, if I'm taking this person at their word, I understand that uh, Mula, if, if nothing else, did have a heart as it pertains to her family perhaps mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean maybe mm-hmm. that was she was just there to represent the the humanity aspect of moola because otherwise she could be painted as just you know a really really cold person um but uh and i'm not sure how privy a daughter would be to the business dealings of her mom um, i don't know either but uh but yeah no i thought it was i thought it was a really really well-rounded episode mm-hmm. um and uh, and definitely well worth well worth a watch
2: definitely definitely. Uh,
1: so tomorrow are we going to do this uh, later on uh, The uh, we can try yeah we, we can go ahead and give that a go uh, we're going to come at you with our suggestions for season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring stuff that we'd like to see um, yeah. and uh, obviously if you guys want to see uh, uh, any particular uh, stories of pro wrestling depicted in season 3 of uh, Dark Side of the Ring let us know in the comments it's always a fun conversation to have yeah alright Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.